Name three New Mutants characters. Oh boy. Uh. Well, um. The guy from Stranger Things. Uh, no. <laughs> um. The girl from Jean, Split. Jean Grey. No. No. New New Mutants. New. Mutants. Oh, New Mutants. They're new. I don't know that I can. I, I seriously don't think I can. Um, was what the Demon Bear Saga? Uh, well, that is a storyline from the New Mutants that we did read for the show. Um, find it in our show archive. Yeah. So who was a character in that then? Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I guess there's no surprise that this thing isn't uh, hurtling towards theaters. I guess. What, any news about it? Kind of. Kind of. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Disney has been talking about it. We've heard from Disney now. Um, they're the chairman of, uh, or at least um, technically he's a Disney employee now, but Fox uh, movie chairman, sure. uh, Alan Horn, said that New Mutants would be coming out this year in theaters. Okay. In theaters. All right. He did not give a date. Mm-hmm. Generally, you want to release a film with a lot of press and pre-advance notice. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to sneak a movie out. No, that's Unless never it's good. Zizek's Road or something that you right. don't want anybody to see. Right. So the fact that there are eight months left, <laughs> right? Several of which, at least half of those months, are packed solid with things that you could not compete against, right? If you want, even wanted to, mm-hmm. from Star Wars to Marvel to whatever else, to other Disney live action films, Frozen Two, right? Yeah, and he was actually talking about this at CinemaCon 2019, where they were showing a slate with um, the Maleficent sequel, um, Frozen okay. 2, Episode 9, that wow. sort of stuff. All right. Yeah. So he said that. Now, when, when's it going to come out? Didn't have a date. So seems unlikely. It does. Now, if you want to talk to uh, Game of Thrones' Maisie Williams, mm-hmm. who plays... Oh, gosh. I don't remember. <laughs> you still can't do it? No, I can't. <laughs> Wolvesbane. Okay. W- Rain Sinclair. Wolvesbane in the film. She was like... And remember, this is the um, devil may care uh, attitude of a 22-year-old uh, actress. Right. Uh, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. They haven't told okay. us anything. Okay. We were supposed to do another round of reshoots, you know, again. Oh, wow. To fix the movie or whatever. And they haven't even done those resh- reshoots yet. And they're not on anybody's schedule. Well, that's really bizarre. So it seems like... This ain't going to come out. It doesn't seem like it's going to come out. That or they're just going to cut together whatever they've got and just say, screw it. And just go go with whatever they've got. I'm kind of worried about this film. <laughs> oh, now, now, it's, <laughs> now I'm worried. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of strikes against it without it even, you know, having a release date. Yeah. It's supposed to be, you know, it's when the trailer came out in October of 2017. I know. A long yeah. time ago. Spooky. Spooky times. Yes. And it's has a uh, supposed, um, you know, uh, sketched in um, release date of uh, twenty or August of this year. 
I kind of think it's going to be more towards like November or October. Well, August would be, you know, late summer, probably safe to to put it out then to not bump into anything else. But, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Magic. Outlook. Magic 8-Ball. Outlook does not look good. Karma. Yeah. Cannonball. Yep. Warlock. Okay. Well, you're good at naming Doug characters. Ramsey. Okay. Who am I forgetting? I don't know. Magma. Okay. Magma. Magma. Yeah. Liquid hot magma. Yeah. Uh, I said karma, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Daniel Moonstar. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Rusty. Uh-huh. And Skids. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Do they count? Sure. What about Artie and Leech? Why not? The more what about Hero? Is it Hero? Who's the kid in the... It's like a it's like a Burger King Kids Club situation. Oh my god! And don't get me wrong. I mean, we we need more representation of uh, disabled people in comics. And it, no, Cyclops doesn't count because he can see just fine and he can shoot right. lasers. They're not lasers. Right. But they had a kid who's like, I'm a Japanese kid who's a, a whiz with electronics and computers, and I have a flying wheelchair because I'm you know my my legs don't work. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, sure. Why not? Yeah. I like the Burger King Kids Club too. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Did they name the kid Wheels? Oh, who's in the kids club? Oh, I don't know. It's That's kid Vid bad. And Wheels. Uh, <laughs> That's not okay. Uh, it's representation. I guess. Oh boy. I guess we gotta take it where we can. So they haven't done these reshoots to add wheels yet, but they'll do it eventually. Uh, let's talk about who we are, the Just Enough Trope Podcast. Yes. Uh, I'm your host Caliban, joined as by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mikantana. <laughs> On this kind of uh, low-key, lazy Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna try to bring a little bit of energy to this show. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, we got some exciting things to talk about. Yeah. Or maybe not. I think we do. We're gonna talk. Yeah. It's the exciting part that we're uh, debating. Uh, we're gonna talk about the new. Uh, Joker trailer. Yes. For the Todd Phillips film, Joker. Just yes. called Joker. Just Joker. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, what else? We're going to talk about the debut of The Twilight Zone on CBS yes. All Access. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking about Batman. Happy belated birthday. That's right. To Batman. To Batman. Uh, it was last week. Yes. But we thought it would be a good time to talk about some Batman. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be reading specifically uh, the issues uh, that came out at the end of last decade yes. around 2008 2009 Batman and Robin number one through number 12 mm-hmm. how did we come to that decision um I think you asked me like what writers I liked and I said I like Grant Morrison and we'd already done Batman and R.I.P so you were like let's do Batman and Robin which is a basically a continuation of Batman R.I.P yes so uh that's Basically, I think how we came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Also, I started uh, reading a little bit of. I'd read it before, but I was checking up on Batman Incorporated, thinking yes. we could do that. No, we can't. Because it was just too weird. It's just so. It's so weird. I think you said it was a Grant Morrison book first and a Batman book second, which is not what we were looking for. No. To talk about and celebrate Batman. So. Yeah. Um, although the first uh, story arc does take place in Japan. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's well, maybe we'll read Batman Incorporated another time. Someday, yeah. yeah. Um, Batman is going around, and he is... Um, it, it's kind of like a continuation of... Remember the part from Batman R.I.P. where they go to 
the, the ten little Indians thing where they yeah. go to the island and mm-hmm. they meet the Batman of all nations. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So some of those characters show up kind again. Of. Kind of because yeah. it's Batman's basically like, or I mean Grant Morrison's idea, but he's you know he, Batman's like, well why not just franchise Batman? Like we'll have mm-hmm. somebody who is reports to me does their own thing, but we are Bruce Wayne will be the public face of it. He you know basically comes out and says. I'm going to start a corporation to help Batman and his allies do their good work. Right. Um, this is the Tony Starking of Batman, kind of. Yeah. And then, um, so he goes to other nations and, like, picks people to join his team. And in the first part, he's going to uh, Japan to uh, get the services of Mr. Unknown, who is a Batman-type figure. Okay. And they're fighting against Lord Deathman. Okay. <laughs> again, Grant Morrison... Look, Grant Morrison, I get it. You read a lot of comics. You know a lot of stuff. You like obscure things. Mm-hmm. But at some point, and I, this is for Alan Moore, too. At some point, you, you're you on the internet, right? You're looking up Wikipedia or something. Sure. Because how can you know everything? Well, right. And I mean, lo- it's one thing to have your finger on the pulse. It's one, another thing to... But like- you, you must be like, I need an obscure character here. And my, my own personal fuel tank is empty. So I'm just going to like... Let's go cheat and go, oh, yeah, I, I used to love Lord Deathman from back in the day. <laughs> Lord Deathman is actually a character from when uh, Batman, uh, from Batman ma- uh, manga. Okay. Um, Interesting. Like a lot of um, uh, manga, um, they license the character, but then they sort of tell their own stories and do whatever they want. And they sure. aren't necessarily in continuity with American comics. Sure. DC and Batman. And so... They had this character, um, Lord Deathman, who's like, where's this? He looks like a skeleton or he has like a skeleton suit. And so that's the character that Morrison revived for this comic. Sure. Why not? Yeah. And it's cool because he's another one of those um, immortal characters. Like he can't die, basically. Okay. And Batman always like takes the gloves off for people who supposedly can't die. Like whenever he fights Ra's al Ghul, he's like, I'm just going to, I'll kill you. I'll just kill you. I don't normally kill people, but. Right. You just got to come You're back. You're going to come back so from this Lazarus pit. I'm going to inconvenience, yeah. uh, inconvenience you as much as I can. Sure. And so he does that with Lord Deathman. He, um, they put him in a safe and they launch him in a rocket uh, and then just let him out in orbit. So he's just oh. like basically circling Earth in okay. a safe. It's like, screw you, buddy. Wow. <laughs> you can't die, but you're going to be doing nothing else. No. Huh. Enjoy reentry. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So wow. uh, we're talking about that. And another reason that we picked it is because... We were trying to figure out what is the ultimate, like, er, Batman story. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what What's a story that, like, defines Batman, says who Batman is? Right. And we started going through all these stories. We were like, um, the, the Man Who Laughs. Well, that's kind of a Joker story. Right. Um, killing Joke's kind of a Joker story. It is. Um, what about uh, Death in the Family? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a Robin story and a Joker story. Yeah. And all these things like focused on things that weren't Batman. I mean, Batman was in it and it was the star of it, Present. but they focused yeah. on his world. And we started to realize, well, that's, I think that's true of, of any character, or at least any good character, is that they are defined as much by the people that they are allied with or the yep. people they fight against than anything they do on their own. We get mm-hmm. it. Little kid, his parents are shot. He trains with mountain ninjas right. and becomes a Batman, and mm-hmm. then he's going to fight all these other people. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, then why why don't we put that to the ultimate test, and let's read a story where Bruce Wayne isn't Batman. Right. Let's read a story where Dick Grayson is Batman and mm-hmm. see if Batman is still Batman. Right. And I think he is. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> and so that's what's happening in Batman and Robin. Um, yeah. Uh, Dick has taken over the mantle. Um, yes. 
due to circumstances that we'll talk about later. But yeah, it also occurred to me that we could have just read the Return of Bruce Wayne miniseries, but <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll do that some other time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about that. Uh, mm-hmm. What's going on? How you doing? I'm I'm good. Uh, yeah. Um, not a not a whole lot's going on. Um, that aforementioned low energy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I just finished reading the comic, you know, um, and uh, well, we'll talk about the comic later, though. So thanks, I don't really want to. I don't want to give that away. <laughs> Can I talk about my enervating, invigorating? Uh, experience, yeah. having uh, air blown in my face. Yeah, absolutely. Please do <laughs> let, talk let about that. Let me quickly uh, elaborate on that. Uh, I played the Star Trek VR game Dark Remnant, yes. which is available at over 100 David Buster's locations across the U.S. Nice this little, is not an ad. Nice little plug for David Buster's. It's not an ad. It uh, probably <laughs> should be. Uh, I went there uh, partially to research it for a story and also because I was just curious. And I had not, to be honest, it's been probably, I mean, I'm sure I've walked into a GameWorks or met somebody by, you know, a Dave and Buster's at some point mm-hmm. um, in the last couple of years. But I have not actually, like, gone to an arcade for the express purpose of playing games sure. in at least 15, possibly 20 years. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the last time, the last time I did <clears throat> was probably right around the time that um, DDR and all those, like... Sure. Um, you know, video games Dance died games. It, the horrible death. And yeah. thank God, because now it's all, it's amazing. Like in my day, it was smoky, um, ash ash uh, on the carpet, mm-hmm. uh, dark room, Aladdin's castle in, in the mall. Sure. It was like this fake um, dark stone construction that was really popular in the 70s. Everything had to look like an old castle mm-hmm. or like an old Tudor sure. mansion or something like yeah. that. And so it was that and it was like... All the lights were off. I think it was the same principle as um, Vegas casinos. There's no windows. Right. The lights are low. You can't mm-hmm. tell what What's time it is. Outside. You don't feel like time has passed. Yeah. And I remember, I didn't have that this time, thank God. But I remember as a kid, you know, going into Aladdin's castle, either because my parents were going to go get an Orange Julius or something like that, and mm-hmm. I had X amount of time. And I always remember going in there and coming out and having this panic feeling that, that I'd lost time. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, you never know how sure. long you're in there and feeling like, oh, I'm going to be in trouble because my parents are waiting for me or, or just, you know, something is something is going on here in mm-hmm. life and I've missed this time. Anyway, um, it's not like that anymore. You go to Dave and Buster's and it is, it's like Tron Reborn or what's what was the crappy <laughs> Tron sequel? Reloaded. Something like that. Tron yeah. Reloaded. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Like forget... Galaga, actually, they have a Galaga, and I'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, forget all the old, you know, Burger Time or whatever. It's almost all games that have some kind of interactive hook. component. Yeah, because you can't get away sure. with just having a game that you could. I can play a game right now on my PlayStation. You right. Know? So they all have to have they're a they're a rock band, you know, or they're a dancer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the shooter games, you yeah. know, back in the day, we played the Terminator Two or the Aerosmith one, but like. Sure. 50% of games are all something, and they're all licensed, too. So there's like a Halo, you know, four-player shooter. Sure. There's a Tomb Raider um, time crisis type game, you know, mm-hmm. with like a huge screen. There are life-size Rock'em Sock'em robots. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> they're like four feet tall in this ring, and you control them. Uh, there is a Galaga, but it's huge. It's like 
10 feet tall, uh-huh. you know, and like four feet wide. Sure. Uh, it's like this giant thing. And then, of course, there is this VR game, Star Trek VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have a Jurassic Park and um, a dragon and I talked to the manager, and he's like, there's a dragon game. And I'm like, oh, is that like a licensed thing? He's like, yeah. oh, it's D&B. And I'm like, it's D&D? There's a D&D VR game? He's like, no, D- D&B, Dave and Buster's. Oh! Like, All right. <laughs> you ruined my day, sir. Oh, no. Although Wizards, what the hell, guys? Yeah, I know, Come right? On. You could Step up your game. swing a sword or something, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, um, so you play this game, and it is incredible. And you need help to do it. It made me feel a little weird. It's like a ride at a carnival or something because sure. you have to get on. And it tilts, right? Yeah. I'd never played VR before because it's expensive. Yeah, it <laughs> and is. And honestly, I'm an old school gamer. And so I thought, oh, what a gimmick. It's amazing. <laughs> you put this bucket on your head. Like, we have to fix this part of it. It's still very right. cumbersome. But and then you get on and you're, you know, you're a crew member on the bridge of this ship. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the Enterprise, but it's a, it's a Federation ship. And you're going around, and you got to fly around, and it's basically a rail shooter. You know, there's not a lot you can, you can't walk around in VR sure. yet. I don't know how we're going to end up doing that eventually, but we will. Yeah. And it's got um, Zachary Quinto, his voice is Spock, and there's like full acting and stuff like that. You can look all around, and you're shooting things, you're scanning things, and it's just, yeah, it's great. The thing tilts and moves, and I swear, I they're blowing air in that, or I can't see anything, so maybe one of the... Uh, <laughs> Guys that work in Dave Buster's comes over and you know, blows in your face. face. I don't Come know. On. Uh, you're very vulnerable uh, when you're doing it, but yeah, it was it was incredible. That's I'd recommend really cool. it to anybody. That's that's really cool. And of course, there's no tokens anymore. No right. tokens, no quarters. It's all a, a card, right? <laughs> so like a credit card. It's six bucks to play, uh, which cheap. is not cheap. But I have uh, spent it's you know ten fifteen minutes. I have definitely spent uh, six bucks on a two-hour movie that didn't have half the entertainment value. Sure. Star right. Trek Dark Remnant in VR. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, um, that story that I did on it will probably be up on that hashtag show.com sometime soon. So awesome. keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it was great. And uh, I think let's get into it. Let's do the news. Well, let's talk Marvel films because that's what we yes. do in news. Uh, it looks like the Black Widow movie is moving ahead pace good and two more stars are attached to it it looks okay. like rachel vice is uh, possibly uh signing on for a role in the film mm-hmm. um not currently known what that role is of course and also david harbour is apparently oh really um, looking to join the cast huh i kind of feel like rachel vice is going to be a bad guy that's kind of what she i think probably will yeah it is a it's the Catwoman syndrome. You've got a right. female female hero, leads, you've got so you a female, female villain. villain. Which exactly. I don't really know why that is, but that's okay. Yeah, it'll work out. I feel like He Man Skeletor is Skeletor a man? Yeah, he's a man. He just looks like a skeleton. But is, is he a man's skeleton? Yeah, he's a man's skeleton. Absolutely. <laughs> He's got ripped blue arms. I know he does. But a skull face. I know. Explain. Uh, I can't really explain. It's one of the wonders of He-Man. So I guess you got to be ripped even if you're a bad guy and your name is... Did he just lose the skin on his face? Maybe. It was a horrible accident. They're like, we're going to call you Skeletor. It's one of the things where everybody... You know, you're limited in these uh, cartoons, which... Yeah, you know, talented writers and directors get a job, mm-hmm. make this toy commercial last for 22 minutes, mm-hmm. and they 
they do their best. They, you know, right. hopefully they do, or maybe they don't. Um, some of those D and D ones are pretty pretty rough. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Uni, but um, right. but the problem is, is that it's a commercial. The toys existed first. The toys, all the men look the same because they are all cast from the same mold. Right, it's just blue plastic instead of right tan plastic, mm-hmm. and so. Skeletor's got crazy lats, you know, yeah, like everybody of else. He does. Yeah, but yeah. really, he probably should just be a skeleton, right? Probably, but uh, that's just not I, how don't they tell me like Frank Langella is going to roll up his. I know, right? His, his robe sleeves, and he's I know, got, right? You know, huge guns. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so, like we said before, the sh- the script is coming from uh, Jack Schaefer, uh, who <laughs> hasn't really done a ton, but that's okay. Uh, he wrote an indie called Timer, which is. I don't know. It's more cute than anything. I don't okay. think it's necessarily a great setup for this, but that's okay. Uh, he's also doing the uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch show. Oh, okay. For Disney Plus. All right. Yeah, and then of course it's directed by Kate Shortland, uh, who's another person who, who <laughs> wrote hasn't uh, done did a whole like lot. one indie movie and right. then let's get her, let's get her. Yeah, so, exactly. Nobody knows who these people are going to be. Um, yeah, I do agree. I think that you put check this out. You put Rachel Weisz. I'm really tickly today, so oh, no. I'm going to do this a lot, probably. <clears throat> you put Rachel Weisz in a um, tight bun. Yeah. And a wool suit, right? Sure. And she's mistress, you know, all of her clothes off or something, you know, right. from right. the Red Room or something like right. that. Right, exactly. And then David Harbour, maybe Ivan, the her her driver or whatever, you think okay. we'll introduce him sure. as a character? Why not? Little spider. <laughs> And then, of course, if they go with what's in the comics, they can, um, you know, have him flip and, and be a heel. And be a bad guy. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Dumb thing from the comics. Oh, all right. Real dumb. Uh, what else? <clears throat> there are more um, news about uh, possible castings for Marvel's Eternals film. Okay. That's good news. It is. It looks like Kumail Nanjiani might be on board. Okay. Kind of trying to figure out what he would be. He's in negotiations. We don't know who he's going to be. Uh, he could be any one of the Eternals. Um, there's one. I think it's Icarus. Is um, he's kind of a, a Flash type character. He's, okay, he's so he'd have fast. a comedic bent, maybe. Yeah, is that who I'm thinking of, or is it somebody else? Um, Vamp. While I find out. Um. Well, talk about how of... Angelina Jolie is going to be in it. Yeah, Angelina Jolie is going to be in it. We don't know who she's going to play yet. Um, I guess it's a good thing that she's going to be in it, but I'm not <laughs> terribly excited. Um, she's an okay actress. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I guess Whoa. she she plays big, so maybe she plays big. So maybe that's a good thing for the Eternals because they're going to be like what larger than life. What's her? What she's big? I don't understand. Like she. Like her characterization is big. Oh, is she? I think everything she does is like. I'm just I'm squinting my eyes and and puffing out my lips oh, right now. Okay, all right. I don't think that she's a real big actress. I guess she's no Al Pacino. Well, that's true. Here's some news: Al Pacino is no. I wish. I wish. Um, sorry. Uh, I meant Macari. Macari is their um speedster oh, okay. type character, and he's right. kind of jokey, and so I think you know that could. That could work. Fit Kumail Nanjiani's kind yeah. of dry wit. Right. Uh, and as far as, yeah, we still, I think we asked or, or sort of uh, tried to figure out before who Angelina Jolie would be. We don't know. We don't know. No. Maybe Allura or something like have that. have no idea. Wife of Mentor. Excuse me. Yeah, the maybe. The Drax Maker. 
Right. Uh, or was that Kronos? I think that was Kronos. Uh, be directed by Chloe Zhao. So, okay. sorry for the not really an update, but it's an update. Well, it's an update. <laughs> um, we've got some. Um, bleh, we got news on the other side as well. Uh, DC, DC. Uh, has said that um, Idris Elba will be in Suicide Squad, but he will not be Deadshot. Okay. As now was originally. Now you're just confusing me. So who is he going to play? We don't I know. Mean, are they just going to not have Deadshot in it now? Uh, yeah, it looks like no. Bill Smith not coming back, but they're going to hold the character. That's weird. It seems like. Okay. Uh, Viola Davis is also definitely coming back. We know that. All right. Uh, That's tough without an Amanda Waller for Suicide Squad. Sure. And Jai Courtney will also be returning. Yay. (laughs) So my thing is, you know, this is going to be a soft reboot. Right. But they're not. But the thing is, is that's sort of built into the premise of the team, right? Because it can be whoever. Right. Yeah. Uh, except you always need Captain Boomerang. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's good that Jai Courtney is coming back for that. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to uh, presumably have Harley Quinn because... Presumably. They want to put her on everything. Right. So, like, what do you do? And I think... Oh, this feels familiar. I think we did this before, too. But Catman. Yeah. Well, and then, like... Aren't they going to do something else that's like kind of like big and monstery? So like not, not croc. Well, I think they yeah they announced that King Shark will be in it. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, he'll be a, a replacement for the croc. I'm kind of thinking. Right, but does that mean that? Um, I guess Diablo, spoilers for a movie that everybody claims to hate. Uh, I guess you know El Diablo's out because he's dead or whatever. I he guess. turned into a big fire guy at well, the end of that and movie, we're, and then we're not disappeared. Too, we're not too hot on his creator right now either. <laughs> oh, so yeah, less said the better. Yeah, uh, Croc is played by Mr. Echo, oh, and right. who knows if he wants to come back? Yeah, Joel Kinnaman is Flag, and he's doing Alter Carbon. So it might be a situation where we're not, yeah, I don't think we're recasting. I think we're just literally redoing the cast well then that's okay yeah so okay all right we'll stay tuned i guess <laughs> we're pumped <laughs> let's get to the big news okay cowboy bebop the movie oh is moving forward and we've heard uh that some people have been cast in the oh, I film i thought it was a miniseries it's a film oh uh, well once again why don't you vamp well okay um <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a live action series on netflix okay and it looks like we found out that John Cho has been cast as Spike Spiegel. Yeah, not crazy about this. Um, I mean, uh, I always feel like, okay, so I feel like it's kind of like riffing on like 70s stuff, you know, like Cowboy Bebop was. Sure. And like, I feel like, Elliot Gould would have been like the perfect Spike. <laughs> yeah. It's probably who Spike is kind of like um what at least one of the people that he's like modeled after. I so, don't I can't remember if that's mine or yours. Uh I can't remember. You are either. employing it or uh, using it right now, mm-hmm. employing it. Um and I've never seen that confirmed anywhere. No. So But it just feels I don't know how. Unless you get a hold right. of uh Watanabe and ask him. Right. Uh, which he speaks English, right? I'm gonna Probably. tweet him. I'll tweet him. Okay. Let's see that if he responds good. to that. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you didn't think Harold really fit that. No. Fit that bill, huh? Like I'm thinking like a young Elliot Gould type. You know what I mean? 
Get me, go out and get me a young Elliot Gould type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you even feel that? I don't know. But there's got to be somebody out there who who's kind of like laid back and has got kind of crazy hair and like, you know. Um, and not the guy from Selfie is what you're saying. Right. I just don't think when I think John Cho, I don't think Spike. Um, and I don't know. Maybe he's going to prove me wrong. I'm just not terribly excited about this. Because he's real cool. He's not really cool. He's kind of a square in a lot of things anyways. I don't know. Maybe he can play cool. I think but... that this is, this is first of all, good for them for going with an Asian actor. I've, I've heard many people say that. Yeah, good for them. This is a very diverse cast, and we haven't even got to the rest of the cast yet. We're just doing them one by one, I guess. Um, so good for them for doing that. Not that Spike looks Asian, Asian in any way no. at all no. <laughs> in, in the show. In fact, it's kind of a German last name, but whatever. Right. Uh, but th- great. And so they went, okay, Asian actor, leader of a series, we've got to get a name. Yeah. Here's the problem. Who Not a lot of Asian actors in Hollywood, are, right? That, are, that have a name, quote unquote, associated with them. Well, yeah. or just period, that exists, period. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, you could just look at the cast list of Crazy Rich Asians and go. Right. Any one of Get them. Get your chapsticks ready. Let's find right. somebody here. Right. And so they got John Cho. I know. It wasn't the guy uh, who was the male lead in Crazy Rich Asians? He's in some other movie. He's part of something else. I think so. But like, why not him? Or just why not, you know. Or Steven Yoon, maybe. <laughs> maybe that would not be a good choice either. Maybe that's know. a step down from, oh, from John Cho. John Cho. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe. I just. I mean, Spike Spiegel is. Lanky, eleven feet tall. He, you know, he's got the curly, Elliot Gould hair. Mm-hmm. That's what you think of. I don't think of the guy from Selfie. No, and I definitely don't think of the uh, Korean version of the guy from Okay, Selfie. All right, uh, although John Cho's Korean as well, though. So. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Bobo John Cho. Okay. Wow. Wow. So hey, sorry, KLM. Yeah. Hanging together, it looks like. Jeez. I just don't think of either of them. I think of them as the kid wearing the baseball cap who's fighting zombies. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then. And just then another they... twenty minutes on this, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. And then they got a, a black actor. Oh, we're going ahead. To okay, play, we're going ahead. Good. To play good. Jet. Yes. Uh, a black actor. Uh, yes. Uh, Mustafa Shakir. Who played? I haven't seen him in anything else. You have, have I? actually. Okay. He was in. Um, he's Baron Samedi in um, American Gods, which we only saw very quickly in that one oh, scene where all okay. the gods like hang out together. Okay. Um, and he's just been he's been doing he's been bouncing around doing like smaller roles. Okay. He was um, the bad guy in season two of Luke Cage. Oh, which, uh, which we didn't I watch, have not so, watched. Yeah, we wouldn't know. <laughs> um, and uh, Bo, what? Well, we did this before. Uh-oh. Bo Billingsley. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. He's he's half. He's Hugh Beaumont and Barbara Billingsley. He's yes. <laughs> the parents from Leave It to Beaver got right. a transporter accident. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and somebody dumped some dark paint in there. Okay. So uh, he is uh, African American. Yeah. Um. Again, jet black on the show. I. I don't know. Well, like you said, like the could the, be the voice actor for the American voice actor's series black. is, is yeah. black. But I mean, as far as the character design, black, not black ambiguous it is so you know whatever mm-hmm. fine yeah uh can he can he talk like this though <laughs> right this is bell peppers and he beef. Has a, he's a very low speaking range right yeah. so fine mm-hmm. uh danielle pineda uh is a faye valentine yeah which was a little weird because 
you said that she said she was um what in like Hungarian or she's Mexican American. Yeah, I know the actresses, but oh, Faye. I'm oh, talking about Faye, Faye the character. Faye is uh, Romani, yeah. She said she was Romani. And then somebody else said, I, I saw some comments from online saying that she said that, but that sounded like it was false and that it, there was something in the show that kind of insinuated that she was actually from Singapore. She, oh. was, she was Singaporean. Yeah, okay. I could see that. She um, might be the one actual Asian character well, on right. the Bebop. Yeah. And, then, and then they didn't get an Asian actress to play her. So yeah, they, I don't know. They just went Epcot Center on it. They really uh, did. To, to avoid any criticism. And again, these are all cartoons who are now real people. So I know. Who really cares? I know. I, I'm a little anxious, though, besides the, the actual casting news, because I don't feel like Netflix does a really great job of taking an anime and then turning it into live action. No, they've never done a good job. I, I haven't never once. seen a, a great this job is, This is yet. absolutely going to be terrible. I, I saw the live action Bleach film that they did, and it was just okay. It was not... <laughs> It was not great. Well, that's, yeah, that's not Hollywood, but. I know. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so, and she's been, I guess she was in Fallen Kingdom, didn't see it. Uh, I know okay. she was in um, Mr. Roosevelt. Oh, really? She's the cool chick that, what's her name, the, the uh, hangs girl. out with oh. when she's in Austin. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Um, sure. And so again, like, got nothing to say. What, you know, she's, Faye's not the most developed character. No. Um. She's known mostly for her looks. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also 11 feet tall. Uh, right. It, the Sister Chair Watanabe designs is just everybody's like super lanky. And right. they went out and got short John Cho, short Jen- Danelle Pe- Pineda. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're just kind of like, the dog is going to be two-dimensional at this I point. I know, right? Uh, if they're taking the scale down. Now, that was very funny. You should have laughed a lot louder than that. <laughs> uh, and Alex Hassel, never heard of him as vicious. So. Well, and then... I don't think they've cast Ed yet, and somebody was speculating that they weren't going to cast Ed until season two. Whatever. Uh, is it going to be a boy or a girl? I think a girl. I don't know. Right, but do you cast for ambiguity? Well, yeah, I don't know. Do you know it's a mean? good question. Yeah. yeah, Ed is ambiguous, so yeah. I don't know. Little girls. Careful. Mm-hmm. Thank heaven for them, first of all. Right. Um. You could there's an ambiguity an ambiguousness I guess you can get away with, mm-hmm. but you've got a, like a time limit. Like I feel like the the girl from Stranger Things, you know, you shave her head. Oh sure. And Finn Wolfhard is more feminine than she is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then two years go by and she's eleven feet tall as well, and now you're screwed. Do you know what I mean? Well, like right. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's on the red carpet, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, we can't. This nobody's gonna fool get fooled by this. Right. Exactly. It's like. Oh, no, I can't ruin I was going to ruin a movie <laughs> where a, a girl is uh, masquerading as a boy. Okay. Arya is like, I'm a boy. Are you? Yeah. Arya? Arya. Uh, Arya? Arya? I don't think Maisie Williams looks like a boy. No, not really. But Tywin Lannister can't tell the difference. No, apparently he can't. Can't talk about Game of Thrones. We're going to do it later. Uh, so what, what do you think? Uh, I guess you already said what you thought. Um, I am very cautious about <laughs> about this i will watch it you know but um if it doesn't grab me within the first two episodes then i'm not going to continue watching it so i will give it a chance you just you got to get through the first three years and then it really takes off oh yeah i don't i don't 
don't, I don't buy that. Let's talk about something that we talked about uh, last week. Sure. Um, actually, two weeks ago, uh, the film Us. Yes. We talked about how his films, Jordan Peele's films, yes. are Lynchian in their sort of yes, air and tone. Mm-hmm. But unlike Lynch, he will absolutely tell you what it's about. Right. And he has done that. Jordan okay. Peele was on the Empire Film Podcast talking about the ending of, of Us was. and just explaining the whole thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do we want the whole thing explained? He's going to do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he needs to take a page from Lynch in that. And just leave it ambiguous? Yeah. Yeah. I like to see him play Lynch. <laughs> Some lost skit from uh, from Key and Peele. Oh, my gosh. You know, and it's like Black David Lynch. And he's got like a hearing aid thing and he's oh, like, boy, yeah. Can, can we write this? Oh, my God. Let's try to write this and we'll stop as soon as it gets problematic. Right. I, I think it's problematic from the beginning. So he it's 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 something happens. He gets hit with a ray and gets turned into da- black David Lynch. Uh huh. And they're like, what happened? And he's like, well, well he won't explain it because he's David Lynch. And then so they're going to do uh, season four of Twin Peaks. And uh-huh. they introduce a new character played by Keegan-Michael Key. Right. Who's like, right. what's all all these white folks doing in this town or whatever? You know, <laughs> and they're like, well, isn't this? And of course, they're self-reflective in their things. So. He'll he'll be talking to somebody who's interviewing him about the show and they're showing clips and like, it seems like it's, I mean you're you're right you are black now right but it seems kind of problematic of a character he's like well I don't think so uh, actually uh, <laughs> there's a lot of black people in uh, rural Washington towns right right I could is I could this the point that. of prob- of problematicness I think that it we is drop out yeah I All think right. it is I want to see it uh... okay. <laughs> That energy still still hasn't arrived yet. Oh, come on. Uh, it's going to ring when it gets here, though. Uh, let's talk about the Joker trailer for yes. Todd Phillips's Joker movie. It's yeah. Joker, the Joker. Yes. What would you think? Uh, I'm not sure about it. Um, it's, you know, it we're, we're rooting for the Joker. He's like our main like, blah, 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 character. Blah, blah. Tell me what happens in it. Let's play that game. Um. He's dressed up as a clown and he gets beat up a whole lot. There's like a couple of sequences where people like beat the crap out of him. And then he, he says like, my mom always told me to wear a smile or something like that. Jeez. Uh, let's, uh, you're, you're doing a bad job. Am <laughs> Maybe I? Maybe it's just a bad movie, but uh, it's definitely a bad movie. So Francis Conroy is playing his mother. Mm-hmm. She is 60, she, 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 65. Okay. Now this, this blows me away. Joaquin Phoenix is 44. That's so crazy. He looks like a million years old. I know he does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yes, very technically, she could be his mother. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Biologically. Yes. yes. But she doesn't, you know, we just she saw- She looks like a young 65. Oh, she's definitely, well, she's an actress, but she's yeah. definitely a young 65. And he is a hard bitten yeah <laughs> 44 yeah he is uh which works in some films i guess he's supposed to be this sad sack character you know yes. arthur um arthur fleck mm-hmm. which a fleck oh boy are they doing a thing i don't know what are you doing i don't know what are you doing movie yeah what, what are you doing with any of this i don't know you're just remaking king of comedy in yeah. gotham uh-huh. why are you doing this i know why is this happening at all i don't know <laughs> Stop saying I, I don't know. Can you say anything except I don't know? What if he like fell into really a know. tub of acid? No, he's not going to do that. I know. Instead, he's going to fall down after some guys kick him in the nuts or something. Yeah, I know. What What really depresses me about this is, and of course, 
I think it just goes without saying that is this the era where we want to glorify a violent man who feels cast out of society? Don't we have enough of that yeah, in life? Yeah, I feel like life? we do have enough of that you know in what I mean? life. Yeah. And uh-huh. so we don't have seen the movie yet, so we don't know no. if the movie is going to condemn his actions or if this is It reminds me of like Falling Down. Like a movie like Falling Down looks so just dated and and wrong idea now, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, Michael Douglas is fed up. He lucks into an Uzi or something, and he shoots up in McDonald's because they won't yeah. give him a big breakfast. Yeah, you mentioned this. And it's just like, no, no, this isn't a thing. Yes, he's the good guy and the bad guy, and that's part of what the movie's all about. But we're supposed to kind of like cheer for him a little bit, you right. know. He's How sort can of like, you cheer what for if him? Bernie Getz didn't kill anybody? Right. And so I, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but this movie takes itself. So seriously. Oh, and yeah. After, eh, For sure. Eh, 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 maybe like okay. we right. want to differentiate ourselves and it's a period piece. But it's like there's like this, you know, orchestral music playing mm-hmm. and everybody, all these men are when ties are looking at each other. And it's just I, I can't tell you how much I don't care about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and know? he's like running down the street. He like... is running down the street uh-huh. and walking up some stairs. Yeah. And then he's dancing down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I guess it's a pretty put to, uh, well put together trailer when you really think about it. But right. what is this even going to be? I I think it's going to be a celebration of all things Joker. And a celebration I, of all things Joker. And, and I don't think we necessarily need that because talk about toxic masculin- masculinity. <laughs> But it's not um, even about the Joker. The Joker is a guy who can the Joker exist without Batman? I don't feel like he can. And yet there's not going to be a Batman in this film. No. I don't feel like we no. certainly didn't see him at all. No. Like they could have they could have somebody No, there's not there's not there's if you look closely cuz you know Thomas Wayne is a character in this and then at some points um, Phoenix is interacting with a young boy who we just figure is Bruce Wayne, but it's like who cares? Why does it matter? Right. If we ever do this Matt Reeves Batman movie, you know, is the Joker going to be seventy five years old in it? Well, right. <laughs> that's not that's not real hot. No. This is all just canon stuff. So the canon stuff is just broke, and DC knows that, and they're I almost kind of like that they're treating their films. Each film is its own like else world now. Like mm. that none of them connect to each other at all. Right. They, they've just went opposite like they marvel has this you know airtight universe and dc's like we'll never get that every single movie is a new universe or whatever right. and it's like well, it's sad to see you guys give up fail and give up but at the same time maybe that's the way to go like shazam right. doesn't have to worry about you know where's the justice league when right savannah is destroying philadelphia right exactly who cares yeah yeah so yeah. anyway so that's what's gonna happen with this i just I'm not interested. It looks, it's gross. There's more than a few shots of like, let's make sure that he's doesn't have a shirt on and he's like bending. I guess it's trying to show us that he's, the his world is twisting him. is or like something. getting messed up. He's and... given his elderly mom a bath, which is weird. Yep. It's all just weird and gross. Yeah. It's pretty gross. <laughs> the hangover, everybody. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I just. I wish I was more excited about it, but I'm just not. Yeah. I wish I had more to say. I I just... <laughs> I don't know that I, like, was looking for a Joker movie, but, like, having seen the trailer, this is, like, definitely not something that I was, like, looking for. Um, There's no giant 
jack in the boxes with no guns and over. And I mean, <laughs> I would like to see like. I'd just like to see like a Batman film with a good Joker. That's fine, you know. And I just I don't I don't understand this doing it without Batman sort of thing. Um, My dark secret. Hmm. I didn't hate Jared Leto. I didn't hate Jared Leto either. I thought he was a he was a good Joker, even though he you know had like weird face tattoos. Part, people fetishizing the Joker is part of this whole problem with the Joker movie I think like mm. the Joker is you know he is he's a genius he's evil he's the guy who makes our you know hero look dumb and so he's right. cool for that but we're not supposed to root for him really no. and I think it's cool if he's gross or if he's shown to like some of the best Batman v Joker moments are when the Joker is shown to be to to just to lose to just to be wrong to, that Batman is right he really is that good he really is that smart and he makes the Joker look like an idiot mm-hmm. like those are my favorite moments like the Killing Joke like where the Joker puts Gordon through all this stuff and he's going after Batman and both Batman and Gordon are like no we're you're crazy you're the one that has the problem right it isn't that one person can have a, a really bad day and become you there is no line there. You, you have the weakness. We're the strong heroes. Right. At least that's what I got out of Killing Joke. Or like in the end of um, Batman 50 or whatever um, with the Joker's immortal and he's, you know, this whole weird thing that Snyder was doing. But like the Batman, you know, stops the Joker and, 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 the, and he's going to do it by spoilers for this thing. But they're in this cave and he's going to do it by basically just like hugging the Joker because he, he can't. He's mortally wounded. If the Joker gets out, he will continue to, you know. Death, right. the whole family. Right. And so I'm not going to kill you. I don't kill, but I'm not going to let you leave here. You've created the situation. It's that whole like, that guy fell off the roof. I didn't kill him. Right. My parents weren't killed by gravity. Right. Uh, so he basically just like, and the Joker's like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to escape. You're supposed to want to get away. That's how I manipulate you. You can't do this. You can't do this. Right. And he's like, no, sorry, you lose because I'm not going to do what you want me to do. Right. Exactly. Or mm, my mom says, always smile. <laughs> I know, so I know. Yeah, I don't I think mean, it's cool at all. And how how does he become the Joker without Batman? Yeah, you it doesn't know? matter. Whatever. Okay. Falls in a cat, chem, chemical vat, something. <laughs> uh, let's talk about something else that's frustrating and and uh, okay and uh, totally off course. Uh, CBS All Access has rebooted the Twilight Zone with the aforementioned. Yes. Jordan Peele. Yeah. And the first two episodes are out. Uh, there might be a third one out by the time this is airing, but we're talking about the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, the Comedian or something. It's The Comedian. <laughs> Great title. Yeah. And the episode uh, Nightmare at 30, oh, sorry, Terror at 30,000 Feet. Yes. Yeah. Um, How do you want to tackle this? I don't know. Uh, the first one stars Camille Nanjani. He's a comedian and he... Uh, Meets Tracy Morgan, who is supposedly, uh, you know, a really great comedian who was awesome and then just kind of disappeared. And then he somehow gifts Camille Nanjani this this quote unquote gift where if he talks about somebody or something uh, during his show, that person or animal or whatever will disappear and would have just not existed ever. Um, and 
at first he like is not really sure how he feels about it because his dog disappears and then his nephew but then he decides he's gonna go after people who were not nice to him in high school and stuff like that um and he kind of gets drunk on this this power and then he messes some things up like he gets rid of his girlfriend's um uh mentor and then she never becomes a a lawyer because of that um and then she decides to break up with him and he's really unhappy and frustrated and just kind of a sad sack you know and then like he just goes after whoever, and then he, at the end of the episode... We oh, wanna, yeah. Spoilers for Twilight Zone. Uh, at the end of the episode, he disappears himself instead of disappearing his girlfriend, and he just disappears instead at of, the end like of the act. Well, she was egging him on to use her in his uh, act, and oh. I think he consciously chose to, to do himself right. instead of her. Yeah. And then, like, all the people who disappeared supposedly came back after he was gone. Yeah, I guess. And then Tracy Morgan is talking to... uh, The other comedian. The other comedian. And presumably going to gift her this gift. I'm... The only thing... I'm kind of thinking that Tracy Morgan disappeared because he had this gift and he didn't want it anymore. So he just stopped doing comedy. And then he's just gifting it to other people. (laughs) Sure, why not? Yeah. That's more than we ever got in 55 minutes of this episode. Yeah. It's way too long. It's not good. No. Um, And I guess we're going to have to do a little better than that. But I got to just let me talk about, first of all, Mm -hmm. streaming TV is both our savior and our our, um, devil damnation these days because the rules are... Nothing. There are no rules. There are no rules. Yeah. Um, we just watched the finale of season five of what will probably be the last episode of uh, Arrested Development ever. Fingers and crossed. It's, <laughs> ooh, and it's like 47 minutes long mm-hmm. when normally, you know, 22 minutes. Yeah. It's, I'm Mitch Hurwitz. I did the Golden Girls. This right. is how this works. Right. All those rules are out the window. And it's not good that we got rid of those rules. And you've got two episodes of um, Twilight Zone of the reboot. The first one is 55, 55 minutes, minutes long, long and could have been told in 20 minutes. Yes. The second one is 36 or 37 minutes mm-hmm. long. and Could have been longer. Well, also just the whole twist and what happens in it, and I guess we'll talk about it right now, could have also done been done in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. But there were at least elements in the world that could have been blown out more yeah. and weren't, mm-hmm. and it's just over. Right. Why did you bring this back? Why does this exist again? Yeah. I'll do the airplane one. Okay. It's nightmare, not terror, um, although terror might have been a better title for it. Yeah. Uh, nightmare at 30,000 feet. It's a homage, basically, to the uh, original series episode with William Shatner. Right. And Adam Scott is a journalist who wrote an article called The End of Civility. Mm-hmm. No. What does that mean? Does it have anything to do with what's going on? I don't know. I'll tell you what happens in You Judge. But I don't think so. And he's basically <laughs> painted as a overeducated, you know, ignorant liberal, basically. Right. <clears throat> we go. He goes on this plane. He's scared. We we find out he's got PTSD. He, he has a nervous condition. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, like uh, William Shatner, kind of. And 
we show a lot of brown people being wanted at TSA. Yep. Is that going to be important? I don't know. Not really. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets on the plane. He's getting ready to go. He finds an iPod, uh, which was like Whipple something. Yeah. There was some kind of reference to the original series in it from another um, episode. It looked old timey, like an old timey portable That's the one thing I, I do like about um, the show so far, and especially the second episode, is the production design is really neat. It mm-hmm. gives you this sense, and I'm not sure if this is a good idea, and, or if it's leading to something, but it gives you a sense that this is like an alternate reality. Like this isn't, yes. this isn't exactly our world. Right. Which is fine. Um, anyway, so he gets on the thing. He starts listening to this uh, podcast mm-hmm. by Dan Garland yes. of Hardcore History. Yeah. Uh, and the podcast is about the flight he's on. It's about, we don't know a lot about flight 1015. Yes. And he's like, wait a minute, I'm on 1015. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, I get it. This is how they're going to like, this is the device here. This is good. Yeah. He's going to hear something bad. He's going to go check out for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. People are going to tell him that's nothing. Right. And we're going to do this a couple times. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what happens. It is. And then also Chris Diamantopoulos, uh, Marky Bark, uh, is on the flight. Yes. And is this weird enigmatic figure who he eventually- used to be a pilot. Yeah. That's what he says. Right. Uh, and then- like at the end, Adam Scott lets him fly the plane because he's convinced that the actual pilot, played by Krychek, yes. by Nick Lee, yeah, uh, is up to something no good. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that no, like, it was Marky Bark. Marky Bark the whole time. Yeah, it's not over. No, what a what a great place to end it. Yeah, he washes up on a beach, mm-hmm. <laughs> and for no good reason, um, I guess a doll's head. Uh, that looks like the gremlin yes. from the original episode is yes. on the beach. He washes up on the beach and he finds the MP3 player. Of course and it's he got does. part two of the podcast. Yeah. Where the, actually the, f- the plane crashed and everybody was okay. They landed on an island. Right. Except for this one guy. Nobody ever found him. Yeah. Adam Scott's character. Yeah. yeah. And then for some reason, because I guess everybody knows exactly what happened. I don't know if this, any of this is real or actually happened, and that's really the problem with this. Mm-hmm. They all stalk towards him, and he's like, oh, I was just trying to help out. I was just trying to be help." He doesn't, thankfully, although at this point you might as well go, please be civil to me. Right, right. But And they presumably beat, beat him, him to death. death. And then if you were wondering if he was in hell, Jordan Peele comes out and goes, we're in hell. I, I know. <laughs> And by the way, no, you're not. Hell goes on forever. Right. You should be forever tortured. You should be on a plane and never know if it's going to crash or it's constantly crashing or something. Right. If a stewardess beats you to death, you're dead, and that's not hell. I guess it might be poetically uh, justical, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it's like like you showed an alien a couple Twilight Zone episodes. And And they're they're like, like, oh, I got this. I think I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well- it does, are you making a point about, you know, uh, white privilege and like passing and like, because he at one point he thinks that some Russian guy is, you know, what about the Russians? Did the Russians do it? Right. Uh, he thinks that it's the Russians. And so there's two Russian guys and he goes and bothers them. And that scene goes nowhere because they just go, what are you talking about? Leave us alone. No, we're soccer players. He's like, I don't think they are soccer players. Pilot comes out for the 18th time. Sit down. Repeat ad nauseum, like, I'm in hell watching right. this. And uh, yeah. then I turn around, and on the couch sitting next to me is Jordan Peele. And he's like, you are. <laughs> well, I want to know, like, if they found everybody else and they, they couldn't find him, why couldn't they find him? Like, why didn't they find a body? Because, um, that, I, because, I, because they're not in hell. This actually happened, I guess. The, the 
they did kill him on a beach and then they just hit his body. But that means that that has to be real. Right. Like he isn't in some like afterlife or hell. Also, none of it matters because where does this MP3 from the future come from? I know. And I know it's like I, I'm not saying explain everything. It's it, that's fine. But what is like the point? What's the lesson? The guy's mean. He doesn't want to be with anybody. World War Three comes and he's happy that he can read his books, but his glasses are broken because he's an asshole. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's what's the point? What are we getting to here? What like what's the idea? A, a man is right. haunted by something that he did in the war, and George Takei is possessed by a, the spirit of a samurai. They're not always super, super sensitive, but there's always a point. Like what's the point? Kumail Nanjiani didn't. All he wanted to do was be successful, yes. and we never see that he. You know, later on he talks to his girlfriend, and she makes the point that. He's been trying to do this and For it doesn't seem years. like he's successful yeah. and but she still supports him. So it doesn't seem like he's really like taking advantage of her. Like they have this right. arrangement and everything. Right. Why does he deserve to be disappeared? You know what I mean? There's kind of a he is a sad sack bullied thing going on because immediately yes. he gets like his high school yearbook or something out. And yep. he, or he goes on he Facebook. He goes on Facebook. He's going to go um, get all the bullies from high school. So mm-hmm. I guess he's kind of petty. But none of this is, is established in the opening scenes. He just immediately meets uh, Tracy jo- Tracy Jordan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we're off to the races. And well, so, and that's kind of my objection. And it's super predictable. You know exactly story. what's going to happen by the end. And uh, I don't know. Well, I feel like we should have seen a little bit more of what his life was like before he met um, Tracy Morgan and Len. Like, uh, and then we could see how much it changed. Is it a thing about hecklers? Because he seems to like. Sometimes he picks people. You know, his nephew right. is playing a video game or something like that. He's not he's paying like, attention This guy to loves him. texting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And is it, I mean, I guess it's kind of that, but I don't think that it's constructed really well because we don't ever get a sense. The audience is just there. They're totally silent. And I get that they're writing like his whole Second Amendment bit is like this huge, you know, I get it. Right. That's like your first pass. You're like, what's something that's like super like late stage uh, Lenny Bruce, that's political and not funny. Right. Oh, just the Second Amendment. It's right. like, okay, what else do we got? Let's try to have it at least seem to be a joke. Right. That's just not funny. And so the audience is like, nothing, mummies. Yeah. And then the second he goes, my cousin. Oh, 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 oh. Like, I know it's yeah, I magic know. or something, I but know. it really comes to a head when, for no good reason, in his last set, his girlfriend runs in yes. from her job. I, did she just leave her, her job? Good question. And she's like, holds up your bo- notebook, his, his notebook or whatever. It just your has notebook. names in it. It's just names. It's the death note. We get it. Yeah, we get exactly. It. And then and everybody's like, oh, no, and they, they cut to one person who goes, we've never seen this person before, just an extra. And they're like, I hear this guy really goes off on hecklers. And it's like, okay, so I guess that's what this is supposed to be. It's about like a guy who I can't guess. handle being heckled or something. Right. And then, yeah, and he's like, huh, let me tell you about me. And then suddenly his girlfriend, who was angry and hasn't had her question answered, starts <laughs> laughing hysterically. <laughs> I know. It was... <laughs> It was unreal. It's I know. I, I know it's supposed to be unreal. It's the Twilight Zone, but but it's just completely it's still, unrealistic. The laws of drama still apply. Things have to make sense. Well, when he's talking about her mentor and she's there, she's like laughing hysterically. Well, too. it's the magic or whatever. I know. It's lame. I know. It's really lame. It's just yeah. It's lame. It's and and, and you've got I Camille Nanjiani. Yeah. Tell a joke. Well, and he's I literally think- a comedian. 
I, I kept like fantasizing about maybe doing this, you know, if they did this um, the last time around, um, Twilight Zone came around, you get like a young Patton Oswalt to play like this beaten down, you know, comic. Uh, comic. And he would like, you could have actual jokes. Yeah. They'd be funny to us. Yes. But in the world of the show, people are kind of no selling it. Like the way that some of Patton's stuff is very specific, you know, like if you're not going to laugh at a Night Ranger joke, you know, in this club, right, maybe right. he's not, maybe he's dying up there, but it's still funny for the audience. And we see like, oh, this guy should be a comic. This guy, this character that Camille's playing should not be a comic. He's not funny. He doesn't have any material. No. And yeah, so anyway, and I guess, yeah, maybe that's the point. All right, well, then wh- what's up with the um, totally two-dimensionally drawn, like, black lesbian oh, character? I had so Who much then makes a pass at him or something? I know. What? I was so, like, weirded out by that. Yeah. And it was just like... Why would you have this character do something that seems like so out of character and has nothing to do with the magic or anything? She's stressed because she's going to lose this competition to Kumail who's who's killing it. And she then she like kisses him? Also, how would what? that person know? Yeah, um we'll do this first. How did that person know that he really goes off on hecklers because anybody he's ever heckled right. has disappeared. This is true. And my big question is, when he walks off a stage and he has disappeared somebody and killed, they go up to him and they go, hey, great job. What do they think his jokes were about? That is a very good question. Because whatever he made fun of does not exist anymore. I know. So does only the feeling of being entertained remain? I guess. Nobody would be able to tell him what his jokes are. No. <laughs> Oh, that one joke. Oh, I don't remember what it was about, but it was funny. Does the episode go into that at all? I don't think it does. D- doesn't he? Do- doesn't somebody who's like his the, the, his fans or something? They go, "Hey, you were really they, great." Yes, they come up to him and they're like, "I'm following you right now." Does he ask like nope. what his jokes were? Okay, well, you. Jordan Peele's not writing these things. No. It's uh, a guy named Marco Rivera who has not written anything worth your time, and it is. Uh, co-produced by Simon Kinberg, who we know. One of these is going to take place in a forest. Right. Uh, is the X-Men uh, pr- movie producer, uh, who's also the guy who can't get New Mutants uh, to market. So right. my thing is just like... <laughs> Why did we bring it back? If Why it's we not going to be good? And if Jordan Peele has shown his ability to do stories like this in his movies, why can't we why, do it on TV? Why isn't he writing some of them? Um, it's also very vulgar. Yeah. This is the whole streaming is our damnation thing. I don't want to hear the F word in, in the Twilight Zone. You don't no, need to do that. No, I don't need I don't need to hear it. Why is that happening? I don't know. Think about when I was young and the way that the Twilight Zone made me like the sci-fi fan that I am. Yeah. Young kids shouldn't be watching this. I mean, they probably will, but they can't they can't watch this. Right. So what are you doing? Who is this for? Why are, why Who's are the you... Joker movie for? Yes. Who is this for? I know. Well, and then my my problem with like the second one is you know they go after adam scott and they're like going to like take him down and like beat the crap out of him <laughs> where is marky bark because com- supposedly he everybody has survived. survived yeah it's not so, a mystery all the people that were rescued b- would go this crazy guy marky bark like got into the cockpit yes and <laughs> wouldn't they go after him before just they because go every- after adam scott did he die in the whatever war he was in did he like because i assume he was covering like a um, he has PTSD, I assume, from covering like a war or something like as he, yeah. as, in his capacity as a journalist. Right. Did he maybe die in that war? Because 1015, I'm not really sure what the significance of the numbers are, but he sees them everywhere. Just because you see 1015 everywhere doesn't mean it's going to be the code to get in the 
cockpit. No, it doesn't. But it is. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is all some kind of fantasy and he is dead or, or something. Well, that could be. <laughs> but I mean, he is dead the whole time. First of all, Twilight Zone invented that. But second right. of all, isn't that dead? Yeah. That's dead. Is. Yeah. So anyway, it's the Twilight Zone. You're entering a, a zone of not, not great TV. stories. <laughs> I really want to like it. I do. I just, I just don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I will let you know if there are any okay. episodes you, you let me that know I if actually the, like. The Greg Kinnear right. or the Stephen Yen one turns it around. Right. <laughs> the Bobo John Show one turns oh, it around. Jeez. Well, let's talk about something that I hope we can both agree is enjoyable and well done. Great. We're talking about Batman and Robin, the comic book from 2009 that ran to 2011. Um, we're only going to do the first 12 issues, yep. so basically 2009 to the middle of 2010. And it is a continuation of the story of Batman um, written by Grant Morrison. Yes. Now, we read Batman R.I.P. on a previous show. Mm-hmm. It basically picks up from there. If you don't go out and right. read Final Crisis and you don't read the uh, Battle for the Cowl, which uh, was sort of an overarching storyline, um, or and if you don't read uh, the Return of Bruce Wayne, which is kind of going on while this goes on, right? Uh, basically, uh, from a uh, street level perspective, this is the continuation, mm-hmm. and it is literally the continuation because you'll remember the very first panel splash page of Batman R.I.P. was what? You're wrong. I don't. Batman know. and Robin will never die. Right. It right. was Batman and Robin. Right. Shouting that on a rooftop. Then yes. the end, the last issue of Batman R.I.P. shows us Le Bossu, uh, a villain from Batman R.I.P., um, capturing and torturing somebody. Right. And the, a window breaks behind them. And we are to understand that that is Batman and Robin. The first the first panel that we saw. It right. Is a loop. Right. And that Batman and Robin that we see saying that is Dick Grayson. Right. And uh, Damien. Damien Wayne. Yeah. Who are the characters we follow in this? Yes. You didn't read Final Crisis? No. Someday. Someday we'll do it. Doesn't matter. But the point of Final Crisis, here's what happens. Dark side. He's he's DC's Thanos. Yep. It's actually the other way around. He's always trying to get his hands on those tricks, that uh, that, uh, anti-life equation. Sure. And in Final Crisis, he does. Final Crisis was meant to be Grant Morrison's commentary on gritty... Um, you know, 90s comics. Sure. <laughs> 15, 20 years after 90s right. comics, but still. Uh, and so Darkseid gets his hands on the anti-life equation. It changes um, Earth. He takes over the universe. He makes people bad. So now Wonder Woman is like in charge of the Furies. Mary Marvel's like a slut with a punk haircut. Uh, you know, everything's bad. Everything sucks. Mm-hmm. And it is solved. It is what You actually see bits of this in... Um, the uh, when we read Seven Soldiers of Victory mm-hmm. in the Shiloh Norman um, Mr. Miracle stuff. Remember, oh, he's okay. fighting Dark Side, you know, sure. this guy who's like a crime boss, but is also apparently Dark Side. Okay, sure. Dark Side, um, the new gods die uh, sometimes and they're reborn a lot. And so at the beginning of Final Crisis, Orion has been shot with a god killing bullet and he's been shot. Um, bat from the future somehow. Okay. And so they're trying to figure out what happened. Turns out that Dark Side is. Got the anti-life creation, and is he re-manifesting himself? He is, you know, um, being transfigured in the form of Dan Turpin, 
okay. who's a detective character based on Jack Kirby and is kind of the soul of the um, DC universe in a okay. lot of ways. I think I told you before about how in the Bruce Tim Superman animated TV show, yes, um, Darkseid kills Dan Turpin when he invades Earth. That's right. how we know like this guy's unredeemable. Like he's the bad guy. Right. He becomes or possesses Dan Turpin in this. So that's Grant Morrison being like, this is this bad news. Right. How do, how do the heroes win, you ask? Yes. Superman sings to a machine. That happens. And it helps him defeat Mandrake, the ultimate vampire. Okay. It's Grant Morrison. All right. And then meanwhile, back on Earth, Batman breaks his uh, rule about not using guns. He finds a God-killing bullet, and he shoots Darkseid. But okay. before he can, Darkseid, well, at the same time, basically, Darkseid shoots, shoots his Omega Beams, hits Batman, and kills Batman. Okay. And so we see at the very end of Final Crisis, Superman flies in uh, and comes out with Batman's like dead, Lifeless desiccated body. body. Yeah. Okay. Now, what we don't see, we actually do, but it's not in Final Crisis, is at the end of Batman R.I.P., Batman is on the helicopter uh, chasing Thomas Hurt, and the helicopter crashes, and everybody goes, I don't know. Right. Like, we, we don't know where Batman is. He could be dead. Right. There are two issues, two sort of lost issues in between um, Final Crisis in this, where we see that Darkseid, in taking over the Earth, has planned for Batman. He has captured Batman after that explosion. Okay. Put him into this sort of virtual reality, and he's trying to break him. He's, like, making it so his parents never died. He's trying to, like, change him. Okay. At the same time, he's recording the trauma and memories that created Batman. He's cloned Batman, and he's injecting those memories and experiences into his clones to try to make his own evil Batman. But... The clones go insane. Okay. Because only Batman could handle the amount of pain and like, <laughs> suffering that he's endured, right? Sure. So the clones are failures. Sure. So what we learn, and we don't learn this until later, and I'll just tell you now because I think you're already getting it, is as Batman and Robin starts, Batman is dead. Right. But he's not dead. Right. He's returning. Right. This is what they learn at the end of Batman and Robin, that right. the Omega Sanction doesn't kill you. It just traps you in another world in time. Okay. Which is what right. happened to Shiloh Norman in the Mr. Miracle part of Seven Soldiers. Mm -hmm. So right now Batman is lost in time. And in fact Return and of Bruce Wayne where. Return of Bruce Wayne begins with him in caveman times. Okay. Final Crisis actually ends with him uh, sc scratching a, a thing into a cave wall like Bruce Wayne okay. in, in the past. Okay. So that's what's going on. Now later on we'll see a body that is Bruce Wayne's body. That's one of Darkseid's clones. Okay, right in in this series. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So, what happens in the series? <laughs> Even though I just said half of it. <laughs> um. Well. Um. Oh come on. Uh. Come on. Uh, flying Batmobile. There's Mr. There's Toad. A, there's a flying Batmobile. If he pops up more, he's gonna explode. And there's yeah, and there's Mr. Toad. Um. Gosh. Um. There, what there's like these crazy dolls and stuff like that, and it's like <laughs> Professor Pig, P Y G. Yes. Uh, and like he uh, kidnaps this professor and his daughter. Sexy disco hot. Yeah, and like. Um, all right, all right. Anyway, these are just things that are happening. In the well, thing. yeah. You want me to take over? Sure. Uh, Yes, but uh, Dick Grayson yes. has won the role of Batman. Uh, Batman, and he did it in this series, um, Battle for the Cowl, where a lot of people sort of fought over it. It's basically just DC like trying to tease you about who's going to be Batman. But sure. 
Come on. It's going to be Dick Grayson. He's had a backup Batman right. since the Zuko's killed the Graysons, right? right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yes, Dick is trying to deal with being a bat, uh, being Batman. And mm-hmm. also he's trying to keep um, Damien in line. in line. Yeah. Which was uh, something that Bruce was worried about because Damien was raised by murderers and is yeah. in, in his own way a murderer. And so how's this going to work? And it was Morrison's um, idea to, to flip this, you know, to have a... Uh, a sort of jokey, sort of lighter Batman and have a scowling, like intense Robin. Was sure. his sort of um, thing on this. Well, I think that works, yeah. Yeah, and so right away, um, they're sort of challenged by um, this villain, Professor Pig, but also the appearance of the Red Hood. Yes. Uh, of course, Jason Todd. Yes. Who is himself a Robin. So yes. it's like three Robins fighting each other. Right, exactly. Uh, Jason Todd also was involved in the Battle for the Cowl as well. Of course he was. And then it um, goes on. As it goes on, we start to learn more about um, what's happening. Uh, Jason Todd himself was raised um, from the dead in a Lazarus pit. Yep. And he basically, over the course of fighting with um, Dick Grayson as Batman, is like, well, just put Bruce in a Lazarus pit. Just bring him back to life. Right. Why are you pretending to be Batman? We can just bring him back. Right. And Dick's like, mm, maybe we should do that. Right. Maybe I he should plants do that. the seed in his head. Yeah. yeah. And so he gets a hold of uh, Knight and Squire, who we saw before in uh, yes. Batman R.I.P. Yeah. And they track down a Lazarus pit. Uh, in in England. the meantime, yeah, in England. In the meantime, um, Talia Agul is still hovering around the edges trying to get Damien to come back to her. And we are introduced to a mysterious new character uh, who is just um, just seen in this uh, this series named Oberon Sexton. Yes. Also known as the Gravedigger. And he mm-hmm. is something of a, um, uh, like a detective, kind of like Batman as well. And right. He's, um, he's from Britain. He's British. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So all these things are, are mashed together. Yeah. Interesting enough, uh, Professor Pig, first seen in Batman 666. Oh, really? Remember that issue where it was like a weird flash to the future and like Damien is Batman, but he's like... Yes, yeah. I remember that. So Professor Pig was actually in that originally, but this is his first sort of oh, real okay. appearance. We and don't actually see his actual face. He has a mask that's the pig mask. Yes. I think we do later. In the, do nothing, we? Well, I think in later issues we see it. And oh, okay. It's, it's, it's no big deal. It's okay. just He just wears a mask. All right. Um, the art, of course, is by Frank Quitely in the first three issues. Um that changes Incredible, as it goes on. Unbelievable. Right. Um, then it's okay from the rest of the time. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Philip Tan and Cameron Stewart uh, do um, yeoman's work. They do um, able able jobs mm-hmm. uh, later on. And then Andy Clark picks up the last three and he's fine. Uh, we just missed Fraser Irving. He does the um, three, four issues after this and his stuff is amazing. Oh, okay. Remember the um, Clary and the Witch Boy? Issues from Seven yeah. Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that artist. Okay, sure. Yeah, he does and a good job. Does really uh, interesting work on really this Batman stylized stuff. stuff. Yeah. I love the quietly stuff because I love the um, the active sound effects. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the car explodes. Yeah. it's an explosion, but it's the word like boom. Right. Like part they're worked into um, the art. Yeah. That's really amazing. Having Frank quietly draw a gang of like circus freaks. <laughs> it's just like a really great thing. Yeah. For sure. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's pretty much the story. I, I mean, we could go through bit by bit, but I'm like, what what'd you think about it? Um, I I actually really liked it. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect. You know, not having Bruce Wayne be Batman, just having a, a different Batman. But I I think that Dick Grayson, like, I think he took the role very seriously. 
and he really tried to fill those huge shoes as much as he could and uh i think he tried to be a really good role model for for damien as well and you know try to keep him in line like you said um and at one point damien gets severely injured and he can't feel his legs so then he gets sent back to his mother yeah so it's not really a lazarus pit it doesn't seem like but she's got like she has clones of him i think and then she oh. takes the parts from those clones and and fixes him yeah they yeah. did this um that happened in r.i.p too yeah remember when they were the man bats were attacking the submarine or whatever yes yeah, yeah. So he goes there, and when he is there, she puts some sort of device in his spine so they can control him remotely. Yes. And he's really pissed about that, you know, understandably. But, like, Slade Wilson, like, controls his body for a while. Exactly. Uh, And then Slade himself actually (laughs) ends up in a hospital. I know. (laughs) He ends up in a hospital bed and everything and batman goes and kind of beats him up while he's in the hospital yeah (laughs) um so yeah but like robin like talks to his mom and he's like this is really not cool (laughs) this is not cool what what the hell mom (laughs) uh and then she like shows him uh, one of the clones of him that's like a baby and and she's like this is this is like 10 years younger than you, but it's faster, stronger, blah, 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 blah. Like basically saying, this is your replacement if you don't play nice. Yeah. It's not all for you, Damien. No. It's for whoever I say it is for. Right. Yeah. Right. She wants to be in control and she wants to control him. And he's like, well, I'm not all about that. That's not what I am anymore. And being Robin is one of the best things that has ever happened to me. And she's like, well, you're not part of this family anymore then. And he's like, okay, fine. Yeah. So and a lot and that will have consequences um, down the line. A lot of this stuff gets offloaded to Batman uh, Incorporated. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Batman Incorporated is really a story about um, them fighting against Talia and um, like just the ramifications of that choice. Sure. And Damien sort of um, maturing as a as a hero and and a sidekick to Batman. Well, and I think he grows a lot in this series, too. Because I think at first he's he's kind of like questioning stuff that Grayson does and is like, you're not really Batman. And, you know, just kind of has this attitude about like, why should I listen to you? <laughs> yeah. Um, sort of thing. And I think he grows to respect them as they continue to work with each other. Yeah. I also like that, you know, we read R.I.P. So like we know how things started between uh, Damien and Alfred. And I like the fact that yes. he like respects Alfred now yeah he he actually does respect him to the point like, where later in the story they have to like sort of fight off you know um fight off zombie Batman yes <laughs> themselves with Damien like crippled and you know Alfred you know being Alfred right and Alfred uses a cricket bat <laughs> which is good um yeah and then uh, I, I mean, I, I liked that uh, Squire and uh, Knight were back for this. Um, thought it was good, including them. We also see uh, Batwoman, and she actually dies, and we have to put her in the Lazarus yeah, pit to bring her intense. back. Yeah, that was intense. I still, uh, I like Batwoman. Um, we've, do we have the show then when we used to read, we used to read Batwoman. I don't remember if we talked about it, because I, I don't think we, we had a show back then. I don't know if we actually talked about it or not. But, but I, and the problem that I have with her remains, which is, I still don't know why we have a Batwoman. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, what what are her stories about? What sets them apart from Batman stories? If Batman can literally be anything, he can be a detective, he can be a goofy superhero, he can be all this stuff. Like, why a Batwoman? Wither Batwoman? I think she just decided, um, you know, Batman's doing a lot of good. I want to do good, too. No, no, no. I, yeah, um, the character's motivation, fine, whatever. I'm just saying, like, what role does she fill from a story perspective and in the original Rucka stuff and also in the J.H. Williams stuff it was she fights like monsters and, and magic and stuff yeah. like that it mm-hmm. isn't you know she gets involved in this weird stuff so I thought that this and appearance, her sister of course yeah yeah it didn't work out great um, <laughs> anyway um, so I thought her appearance in this was you know on, on brand as far as that goes mm-hmm. um, but like yeah, it's just intense. It is intense. Because she's hurt. She's basically crippled. Yes. You know, and they're they're caught in this thing. And she's like, okay, here's a plan. You're not going to like it. Um, I'll just die. Like, yeah. let's and just, I'll just commit suicide yeah. and you can bring me back. Right. <laughs> just trying to imagine. I guess the difference is, especially in this story and with Dame, or, uh, uh, Dick as Batman, like Dick would never do something like that. He would never suggest no. something like that. No. So they're, def- they're def- definitely different there. I just want to know. How it all happens off camera, and so maybe I can't remember. Maybe in some other comic they actually dramatize it, but why would you do all that off camera? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they felt like it would be like too graphic to like show her actually taking morphine and dying. I don't know. She gets stabbed in the heart. I know. <laughs> Showed that. I know. Yeah, it's just I don't know. And so I think it's just her like, legs get legs get crippled. It's intense. And, he, yeah. You know, he's like, I gotta think for redheads, but it's like, stay away from this one. I know. right? <laughs> First of all, she, you know, she's she doesn't swing bark, her wrong, way. wrong tree. But, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So just let have that be her solution. Is like, geez. Uh, my question is like, okay, so she's all fixed and she comes out. Um, <laughs> is she still is she high off her tits on morphine then? Because I know right? that's because that she she OD'd on morphine to die. Wouldn't that or whatever. still be in our system? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a good point. Maybe she wouldn't be very uh, useful to them. Yeah, but, yeah. That all blows by real fast. Yeah. Um, later on in the um, this series of Batman and Robin, we do get into more uh, Lazarus pits and, and stuff like of course that. We do. So, but uh, yeah. Uh, what else, uh, Professor Pig? Um, it was weird to see. The Red Hood in this because mm-hmm. the Red Hood, I think 2009. Oh, this is pre 52, right? So yes. it was right after this. This doesn't go anywhere, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying, you know, he's clearly setting him up as a foil for this other Robin. Right. And he's also, uh, Morrison is also um, commenting on the new kind of hero. You know, we're going to. We're going to capture these bad guys and then let you vote on Facebook whether we, you know, murder them or not. Right, right. Um, and it's like, okay, okay, where are we going with this? It doesn't matter because in a year he'll be part of, you know, the Red Hood and the Outlaws or whatever and it'll be a totally different thing. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Right. So. Well, I, I do think it is interesting that they, um, you know, introduce another Robin and he is like a bad guy. And then he teams up with... Um, this girl who's like I think her na- real name is like Sophia or something like that. Scarlet. And but she calls herself Scarlet because she gets uh, Professor Pig puts one of the doll faces on her. The red hood and face. Scarlet. Yes. Yes. And so it's like they're kind of like a superhero team, except they're anti superheroes. Um, and then like she like. What do you think about the flamingo? Oh, that was like intense. <laughs> Like, like, were they, were they I like, don't know if we should show a lady 
quietly passing away from an overdose of morphine. We will show a guy literally like fork and knife a couple faces though. I know, right? <laughs> he just eats faces. He eats faces. That's his thing. That's so weird. You hungry? Yeah, I could go for a face. And he was like, he was like a bad guy, but he was like gay or something like that. They like insinuated. Yeah, I don't know what Morrison is doing there. I don't know either. He's an um, evil gay person. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, I thought it was interesting too, like when like Scarlet was like she was like getting away, like the red, they had the red hood and like he wasn't going anywhere, but Scarlet escaped and they're like, oh, she won't get far without her with her face. And then her doll face like comes off, so you're assuming her real face is there. And then would they even know what she looked like? And then she just gets away. Right. So it's kind of like, well, I don't think she's gonna be a bad guy anymore. But you guys just let her get away. <laughs> so, what's up with that? I don't know. But yeah. Well, Damien felt it's also Damien has something of a connection with her because he. Oh, he felt responsible. He feels for responsible. Her. It's like the first time that he really yeah. like sees the consequences of his actions. True. And the responsibility that you know they have when they're saving people. Right. Right. Because he promises her that he'll save her, but he, he doesn't. He exactly. leaves yeah. and doesn't take her with him. Well, he's kidnapped by Professor Pig or whatever. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> this is this is prime Damien for me. Like I don't like it too dark. Um, you know, Batman having, you know, the, the son of the demon, basically. Like, mm-hmm. it's, okay, that's a good setup. And he's written kind of inconsistently sometimes. There's another um, Batman and Robin series. I think it's after the New 52. Okay. Where they're, like, fighting Orpheus or somebody. And it's like, I just don't... This is prime, you know, uh, da- uh, Damien for me. Yeah, Like, sure. when they're fighting the, um, the circus gang, you know, and, like, Dick is... <laughs> Dick's a different kind of Batman because he's, you know, an acrobat. And so he's right. a little more jumping around and stuff. And he's fighting like a Siamese trio of like monks. Yes. So they're like all hands and feet, you know, it's like, it's really cool. And he's, and then, the, and then the fire guy runs in, you know, to come burn him. And he's fighting all these guys. He's like, Damien, where are you? I need your help. Right. And it, Damien's like torturing somebody in the basement. I know, <laughs> he's right? He's like fighting the, the fat, uh, the bearded lady who's like a guy, I guess. But, right, right. And he's just got a bucket on the guy's head and he's just hitting the bucket with a stick. Like, tell me where the, tell me where the drugs are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, should we talk spoilers for those yeah books. sure um so damien like is with oberon sexton in the graveyard one point and they're kind of helping each other and he's like your accent is like i'm i'm an expert at accents and your accent is weird it's off like you're not really british you're not yeah you're not really british and then he was like are you bruce wayne and then they get attacked so nothing really happens um and then Dick, like, approaches him later and is like, I think you are somebody that we both know. Well, it's because, yeah, because he's, like, been investigated. There's these crimes that have been happening, and they're, like, really weird crimes. Like, a cardinal is strangled with a, his collar or whatever. Yes. And, um, what is it? There's, a like, a Russian gets eaten by an alligator or something like yes. that. And he's like, these things that you're investigating, like, I think I figured it out. They're, 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 they're jokes. all jokes. They're punchlines. And then Oberon Sexton takes his mask off and he's a joker. Yep. So why did he help them? Like, at all? You have to keep reading. Oh, man. It's weird, though. That is weird. Yeah. 
Um, it's not something that you'd expect. The Joker is, and they must. I mean, if Grant Morrison's writing your book, you go, okay, fine. Usually right. in Batman comics, they, um, and I know this because a friend of mine from the industry told me this. Like they'd have like this kind of unofficial rule where if you come onto a book, don't just write a Joker story. Like you don't get well, to use right. the Joker all the time. Right. It's supposed to be special when he comes in. Right. Of course, tell that to the guy who cut the Joker's face off. Tell that to Grant Morrison. Tell that to Snyder. I, I think know. that rule's gone now. I know, <laughs> but they right? used to have a rule like this. Right. And so it's such a weird thing to do with the Joker. You want the Joker to come in. Like, it was perfect in R.I.P. That that story is already overstuffed. Yes. And then you try to fit the Joker in. Right. And also a redesigned, you know, Joker, like a hyper-sane Joker or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it also works for the story because that is literally Tom's Hurt's mistake. His mistake is, well, why don't we stick the Joker in here? Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that, like splits the seams on his entire plan and it right. all falls apart because why would you ask the Joker to join your your, your gang? He's going to yeah, kill know, everybody. Right? Yeah, so this is like, the Joker is in this story, but he's also, he's just kind of hanging around with a mask on. I know. <laughs> it's really weird. It is really weird. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, as a Joker, like, why would you do that? But Well, we should talk about the Joker and also who I just mentioned, Thomas Hurt, yeah. who also appears near the end of this. Yes. He is also not dead. No. Or... I guess, well, Batman's not dead, but yeah, he's not dead. Right, right. Looks like the black glove, glove will be returning. Well, right. And we see one character who says, like, they're the only survivor from the black glove. Is that Thomas Hurt? Guy with the mask? Reading I the newspaper? Can't... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh... The, what, what will happen, uh, just a little flash forward, um, in later issues... Um, he'll really turn up the heat. Now that Batman is supposedly dead, Hurt wants to kind of be Batman, Batman. or at least destroy Dick as Batman. And the sort of suggestions that we get of the defamation that he's doing in Batman R.I.P. go large. Hmm. So like... Near the end of R.I.P., the thing comes out where it's like, well, Thomas Wayne was actually like a horrible drunk and he beat uh, Martha and Martha was like, um, doing Alfred on the side, you know, and right. like, so maybe Bruce Wayne wasn't even like um, Thomas Wayne's kid. Mm-hmm. That all comes back more because Thomas Wayne is trying to just completely, or Thomas Hurd is trying to completely like throw Gotham into chaos and basically destroy it. Okay, sure. <coughs> and so the Joker Sounds sort of like gets something. involved in that as well. Sounds and, like something the Joker would do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And somebody comes back at the exact right moment to solve everything. Of course. But you have to guess who that is. I'm guessing Bruce Wayne. That's um, what I'm guessing. Anything but, else? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I liked Damien a lot more in this than in Batman R.I.P. Like, he's he's calmed down a little bit. He's not quite as intense. Yeah. Um, and uh. I think he's taking his role of Robin a little bit more seriously. So. Yeah, and Dick is like, it's kind of a thankless job because he's just kind of keeping it warm. Clearly, Bruce Wayne's going to come back. It's not right. like he's going to be have to figure out how to be Batman forever. Um, but I like the fact that, and who knows how old any of these people are. Yeah, right. But I like the fact that they, they do, he does play younger and it's not, there's actually a really good, I thought about reading this one for the show. There's a good Dick uh, Grayson Batman story called Black Mirror. Sure. Um, which is kind of him tracking down this like certain case and kind of getting really deep into it and i i I mean i like batman of course i like batman but i i I also like you know dick grayson batman Mm -hmm. 
if they ever get the balls to just someday finally have Bruce Wayne step down, right? I'd love to read uh, Dick Grayson Batman. I like right. the fact that he's he's Batman, but without the I have to be right all the time thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Batman is like he's always pulling that like <laughs> the perfect example is like it's from is from Batman R.I.P. when um the what is he uh, the fire guy the demon cop you know the the one of the three batmen yes you know is like gonna cut his arm off you know right but he's got a fake arm yes <laughs> it's like what like how what? do you have a fake arm <laughs> he just punches him with his real arm yeah like how does any of that make any sense I at don't all know. i don't and know it, you know and it's just it's partially the dark knight you know has bled into <clears throat> regular continuity but just the whole like good soldier you know it's like we gotta there there are 14 ways to disable you from this position right you know, right one of them will kill you or whatever right i do like the fact that dick grayson's just like this stuff's pretty weird <laughs> like what, what i don't know what's going on right, right. but i do because i'm also a genius you know and i and i've done my homework and so i figured things out but i don't have to make like a big it's kind of batman without the theatricality which i think yeah. a lot of people would argue you, you can't not have that right. but if it's a comic when was the last time that batman actually scared somebody you know what I mean? Yeah, He's always just running around. So if we drop that and just have him be like more relatable and kind of fun, you get Dick Grayson Batman. I think yeah. it works. Right. No, it's I kind think of it works what, too. Yeah, and it's it's really like what Morrison has been going for since he fought Ninja Man Bats in a pop art gallery. Right. Like he wants right. to make Batman more fun, and the ultimate way to do that was Dick to Grayson. Make, yeah, the Boy Wonder Batman. Right. 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 Um. No, and I I think. Uh, what you're talking about earlier, having a more fun Batman and then like a more serious Robin, I think that works in this. Um, I think it works really well. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, would you recommend it? I definitely would recommend it. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I think I probably would too. Um, I kind of want to see him fight more circus villains. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because he has that experience of working in the circus. Yeah, so, yeah. Why not bring that back? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Um. And who knows? Maybe we'll um do a little uh we'll continue this. Sure. We'd have to get to the end of um Batman and Robin. Sure. Um, and read um. Which looks like it goes to. It wraps up pretty fast because yeah, because the new Fifty Two they reboot yeah. everything. Right. Um, and then of course when they reboot it, it's Batman and it's Bruce Wayne and uh, Damian. Okay. Sure. Um. But yeah, we'll maybe do it again. Uh, if you want to check this out yourself, it is collected in a trade, and we'll put a link in the show notes where you can easily pick it up on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't always talk about it, but we will today. Uh, when you buy things through our Amazon links, it supports the show. Yes. Uh, a small percentage of that transaction comes back to us mm-hmm. and helps keep the lights on here, and it's no extra cost to you. That's and right. it works for anything. It doesn't have to be a Batman comic. If you click through to Amazon, and then you bookmark you your Amazon page right there. Mm-hmm. It's got our little code in there. So right. whatever you're going to get, batteries, um, a the autobiography of Judith Light. Sure. Uh, perhaps uh, tent flaps. <laughs> uh, whatever it is you're going to buy, uh, same deal applies. Yes. So um, do that, and it would definitely benefit us. And... We're kind of doing the business stuff now, huh? Yeah, we are. I just want to say real quick, happy yeah. birthday, Batman. Congrats yeah. on 80 years. Yeah. Uh, we're really excited that you've lasted this long. And what and what did we learn about how what it means to be Batman? Because Dick is really thinking about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we've got other characters who think they can vigilante better than Batman in this story. I think, um, you know, Batman needs to seriously think, like, 
what it is to defend Gotham and uh, I think be a good role model um, and uh, you know for anybody who might be thinking about being a superhero um, and uh, <laughs> you know um, being a good role model for Damien uh, and um, just fighting crime and fighting it with without resorting to gun violence um i think those are things that make up what it means to be batman be being better be be best yes be best Mm -hmm. yes come on melania trump would be a good batman villain wouldn't she yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) her jacket that says i don't care right yeah Uh Yeah. melania al ghul yeah i could see that (laughs) little little baron is is damien yeah Great. Mother, I want a Batmobile. <laughs> so that's it. Yes. Uh oh, love loving that Batman. Yes. How come we don't do a Superman birthday show? Oh, that's a good question. We should do a Superman birthday show. Sorry, Superman. I don't mean to have you be left out. What What is Superman's birthday? That's this year, right? Uh, April something, isn't probably. it? Probably. I think it's coming up. Um, it's probably coming up. It might have happened already. Oh. I guess they could have been that Oh, it was last other. year. That's right. It was 38. Oh, it was last yeah. year. 38. But it is April. Okay. April 18th, 38. Well, maybe, I mean, do we do two comics in a row? Could. We'll do Superman next next show? We could. We'll think about it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You, we'll think about it. <laughs> we, we, we will discuss it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, you can help us think about it. If you go to Facebook.com or Twitter.com and search for Just Enough Trope, you can find our social medias. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think that we should cover on the show. Yes. Uh, tell us whether you think uh, Baron should get a, a Batmobile or not. Oh, boy. Think that could be dangerous? Yeah, I think so too. But I don't know. I mean, he's a very responsible young man, so I'm sure he'd use it well. Uh, find us on those. Also, find us on your podcatcher of choice, mm-hmm. be it Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher. Uh, Acast is another one that we are uh, just recently on. Okay. If that's how you do it, uh, just enough trip. That's our show. Subscribe. Uh, you'll get the show as soon as it's ready. Also, give us a review if you would. We want to yes. hear how you think that we're doing and get that feedback from you. And also, give us a rating. Mm hmm so important that's the way that we know that or excuse me that's the way that the services the aforementioned services know we're doing a good job and we can move up in those ranks and just appear in random searches Mm -hmm. hey check this out right we get exposed exposed to more people so try that and to that end give us five fat men (laughs) dressed up in a fat bearded lady costume sure tutu Mm -hmm. uh, with a bucket yes on their head yeah. Mm-hmm. And a little kid whacking the bucket <laughs> with a stick. <laughs> and I like how Gordon comes in and he's like, stop that. What are you doing? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, he wouldn't He wouldn't kill that fat lady, would he? No. no. I wouldn't think so. I also like the fact that like we get a little bit of it, um, but you know, Gordon and, and the police know something's happened. Like they know this isn't The real Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Because... Like, like, you seem younger. Yeah. Isn't he seem shorter right, <laughs> than, than right, Batman? Right. But you have to remember that this isn't the first time this has happened. At least he's not, doesn't have claws. <laughs> and like a, <laughs> and a, a Joe Quesada a cape or whatever. Right, you know what I mean? like right. It's, seems kind of normal. It's fine. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing super weird going on. Yeah. Well, we don't want it to be weird. So yeah. 
give us five stars. We'd appreciate that. Yes. Uh, we'll be back next week with something else. Maybe some Superman. We'll see. But mm-hmm. we're signing off. Until then, I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikanhana. Keep the geek fires burning. Yeah.